Hello, all you Wolfpack members. Welcome to another episode. Today, once again, joining me in studio is Mr. Glenn Lavalley, a.k.a. DJ Storm Thunder. Glenn, welcome. Bringing to the Storm Thunder. Hello, guys. That's like when Nick says, yeah, I'm DJ Storm Thunder, a.k.a. Glenn Lavalley. So, what do you, what's the topic today about? Today's topic, urban legends. That is a very common subject that everyone has been talking about for several years, and you may ask, what is an urban legend? Well, an urban legend is something that is somewhat believable, but also somewhat not believable. Like, for instance, the number one urban legend that's out there, and we're going to first talk about this, is Bigfoot. Bigfoot has been an urban legend for, oh God, as far back as I can remember, probably back as far as the 1960s. Like, People need people. What they don't know is what who is Bigfoot? What is he like? Is he a like a a relative of ours that evolved over time as humanity began? Like, what is he? Well, in my opinion, if you're gonna ask, Bigfoot to me he feels like he's a big human but covered big fur, so he's like a big monkey, but like a human size kind of, but like over with it seven feet tall. It's like seven to eight uh, feet. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like almost like a giant kind of thing. Right. And I mean, like, because originally, like, and this was a true creature, like over time, back in like, oh God, millions of years ago, there was an actual giant ape that lived on this earth and his name was Gigantopithecus. He basically, and you've seen like pictures of like orangutans. He was basically like an orangutan-like creature, but he was like 10, 11 feet tall, weighed about like 1,300, 1,400 pounds. And so he was probably one of the first, you know, ape-like creatures that probably walked on all fours or walked on twos like we do and he's one of the first ones to roam the earth i mean he was one of the ones that probably roamed the earth when the dinosaurs were around so but now these days there has been a lot of you know photos and videos captured of bigfoot and even audio clips of it but a lot of people like to dismiss it as a hoax the question is why why are they dismissing it well, it's just the same thing. They don't believe that myths are real, so they consider it fake. But I know for you, Nick, that there, Nick knows there's a video out there. And if you even look at this, this is not edited. This guy recorded mm-hmm. way back then. And you can see like what he looks like. It's like right there. Yes, the video that Glenn is referring to is the Roger Patterson and a Robert Gimlin footage that was captured in California in December 1967, where two guys, like I said, Patterson and Gimlin, were on a horseback riding in Bluff Creek in California. And this guy, uh, I think it was, I think it was Patterson, had this really old Kodak camera that recorded those eight millimeter pieces of footage that I'm sure your grandparents probably have. And as he was, excuse me, as he was filming up the creek, like up the the edge of the woods he saw this ape like creature just walking up the tree line looked back at him continued walking and then disappeared into the trees to this day like people for several years have been trying to debunk it as being a hoax as being somebody in a gorilla suit but here's the thing if a creature that big is seven to eight feet tall who's going to make a gorilla suit that large like who is going to make a gorilla suit to fit a person that's over seven feet tall I mean, the only way that could, that can be pulled off is Hollywood. <laughs> kind of I mean, yeah, that is true. Hollywood could but, do that, but I just don't. I don't. I don't see that. that no. I just don't see that. But yeah, so to this day, it still baffles skeptics. And in my opinion, and in your opinion too, that is probably one of the best 
pieces of Bigfoot footage ever captured on tape. Like, and you, you cannot deny that was something, something was in the woods that day. Yep, like, and now, uh, they also had the sounds of Bigfoot now, they sing, and... Yes, also at the same time in the 1960s, between the 1960s and the 1990s, there were lots of audio clips, supposedly, supposed audio clips of Bigfoot screaming and howling in the woods, and you just got to think, like, what... First, you got to debunk it as maybe some type of animal could make that noise. Like some animals could make the the howls, some could make the screams. But then you got to think, what animal could do that? Like it's not a bear because bears don't scream. It could probably be an elk because elks somewhat scream or they make like whistling noises. It's definitely not a wolf because wolves howl. So what else could it be? Yeah. What else could it be? And in fact, actually, pull out your phone. Um, Glenn is actually going to be pulling up his phone and there's this website <clears throat> that's online called Soundboard and these are the actual pieces of audio that were captured during those times so let me get to that website here so but with them being being like a bit huge big ape it's like it's impossible because no, nothing's also that tall so like us humans we're six maybe seven but we're not can be like seven to eight, like, right? And again, with Bigfoot, he has a giant big foot. They're not mm -hmm. human beings. So these are the. This is one of the sounds that was captured. This was captured in Puyallup, Washington, in 1973, and this is supposedly the scream of a Bigfoot. Check it out. Take a listen. Explain that to me. Like, what animal could make that noise? Well, not an elk, because they don't scream that loud. Definitely not a wolf, like I said earlier. What could have made that noise? Not a cat, not a lion. Exactly. And you figure, this is in this is in Washington State. So between Washington State, Oregon, California, Nevada, Idaho, mm -hmm. those are hot spots for Bigfoot because it's all woods. Yeah. It's like there's barely... I'm sure, yeah, there are some living, like, there's people living up there, but up in those areas is all mountains. Mm -hmm. That is a good place for, you know, for Bigfoot to be in and to hide in. It's just, I don't know. In my opinion, it's definitely, definitely a Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, in my opinion, yeah, I guess that sounds like a Bigfoot to me, but there's no other animal can that or any creature can make that kind of sound. So mm -hmm. You're absolutely you. right. Now let me show you. Now let me tell you about another piece of footage that was actually captured. Um, this was captured in 1994 in Oregon by a guy named what was his name? Paul Freeman. Ever since the 1970s, he was always fascinated with uh, with Bigfoot. So one day he was walking up in the uh, in the mountains up in up there, and as he was walking, he could see these footprints, like these giant footprints, embedded into the dirt. And now that's another thing that Bigfoot leaves is the big old big footprints. And when you measure the size, like when you measure a person's foot, it's obviously a foot long, 12 inches. But when he measured this one, this one measured at 
13 to 14 inches. You tell me what other animal or person could have that big of feet. There is no other. But anyway, so as he was filming the tracks and as he panned his camera up the path towards the woods, he saw this black figure walking through the trees, stood about seven feet tall, covered in black fur, looked back at him, and then it walked into the woods. And then it disappeared. So he gave chase, went up the path, and as he looked down to where the creature disappeared, he saw that same one again, but then, a couple minutes later, another creature popped up, but it was smaller. So it was a juvenile. So then he, you know, got his footage, and then he went home and posted it and, you know, talked about it, shared it to his local news. And from the day that he captured the footage until his death in 2003... And even some experts agree that that is probably the best piece of Bigfoot footage ever captured on tape. Like, and I'll even show you the video later so you could be the judge of that. But, and then you have also locks of fur that have been found, like, embedded in trees, on rocks, in the dirt. And when they've taken, when they've taken the fur off the places and they've taken them back to the lab, it would come back as unknown primate. So what does that tell you? If it's an unknown primate or an unknown creature, what else could it be? It's not, it's not a deer. It's not a coyote. It's not a wolf. It's not a bear. It's not a mountain lion. It's got to be Bigfoot. It, like, it has to be. Yep, that's the only part got to be. There's no anything that can make the, any of those evidence, so I can't believe it. Now, Bigfoot goes by many different names, obviously, in many different cultures of the world. There's obviously Bigfoot. There's Sasquatch, there's Yeti, there's obviously the Abominable Snowman, there's Skunk Ape, and then there's uh, Yowie. Yowie, I believe, is a type of Bigfoot that is sighted in China, I believe, either China or Japan. And then there's the Ohio Grassman, which is supposedly a Bigfoot-like creature. Even though he's not covered in fur, it looks like he's covered in grass. I don't know how true that one is. I mean, I've been to Ohio before, and I'm not sure how true that legend is. I'm going to have to figure that one out next year when I go back out there. But, uh, yeah, so that's Bigfoot. You know, and my, my final vote for Bigfoot, my opinion, he's definitely real. Like, there's been enough evidence captured over the years. Some have been proven to be authentic. Some have proven to be fake. But I honestly think Bigfoot's real. What what about you? What about your opinion? Well, I think so. Bigfoot's real because again, like we discovered Titanic under the ocean, so I also do mm-hmm. believe that creatures like him do exist in this world. All right, let's talk about another urban legend that everyone talks about. This one is my personal favorite, and I'm hopefully going to investigate this next year. Is the Mothman? Now, some of you may ask, who is the Mothman? Well, let me tell you about him. The Mothman is a creature that was first sighted in Point Pleasant, West Virginia in November 1966. Uh, He is described as being 7 feet tall, covered in dark feathers, has a 12-foot wingspan, his wings look like angel wings, and he's got large, grapefruit-sized red eyes. So, he was first sighted in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, just outside of an old ammunition factory. Uh, these two couples were driving in their car one night, and as they approached the TNT area, which is what the munitions plant is called, they saw the creature on the side of the road, crouched down, and then it got up, saw the couple, walked over to the middle of the road, spread its wings, 
then it took off into the air, made a screeching sound, and then as the couples took off back to town, the creature kept up with them. Even though they were going like 100 miles an hour, the creature was literally hovering over their car, looking down at them, looking down, just gazing at them, and then as soon as they reached the lights of the city, the creature disappeared. So over the next year, hundreds of people in that town, including the parts of Ohio, had seen the Mothman. Now, how did they get the Mothman? How'd they get that name? Well, they got it from a Batman comic book. That, that's actually a true story. They said that there is an actual creature inside of the comics of Batman that's actually called Mothman. And he looks exactly like from the comic book. So people ask, who is Mothman? Where did he come from? And what is he? I think the Mothman is a... Some describe him as an angel of death. Some describe him as a warning. Or some describe him as a government project gone wrong. I don't know about that. I don't know about government project. I mean, you never know. There could be government project because you never know what the hell those people are doing these days. So if you saw the Mothman, that's basically maybe he's telling you, hey, something's going to happen. You better watch out. Like, what, what do you think? I mean, just like same thing, like how you say there's the Grim Reaper shadow, and that's also saying, oh, something's going to happen. So it's like a warning kind of thing. They're symbolizing to give you a head in advance. So if I kind of say I would take it probably as a warning, so I wouldn't see as he's going to attack me. But if he was, like what you said, he was looking at those couples in the car, but if he went down and grabbed them, then that's knows that he's hostile. But by doing what he was doing, it didn't seem like he was hostile. That is true, yes. Um, the other thing, too, is when people, for the next year, when they sighted the Mothman, they were also sightings of UFOs, which we'll talk about later, and also sightings of Men in Black. Now, Men in Black, people really don't talk about Men in Black because they, when they think of the Men in Black, they think of the movie, because that's what it reminds me of. But there was actual sightings after the Mothman and the UFO sightings in that town of men in black. They're described as looking like regular dudes, dressed in black suits, black hats, black glasses, whatnot. And they would basically come up to people in the town and just say, you know, let's just keep this quiet. Let's not talk about this. And then they disappear. So what are they? Are they are they extraterrestrial beings just dressed as dudes in suits? Are they actually from the government? That's the big question. How do you know? You don't know until you actually see it. Now, after a year of sightings of the Mothman, the Mothman sightings kind of ceased after a disaster occurred in Point Pleasant. Um, on December 15, 1967, the Silver Bridge, which connected Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to the state of Ohio, unexpectedly collapsed into the Ohio River. 46 people were killed and over 100 people were injured. But after that, the Mothman sightings completely stopped. There were no more sightings after that. So after hearing about that, reading about it online, it makes me think maybe the Mothman is not scary, but maybe the Mothman is just a warning. So if you see him, he's probably warning you of an impending danger that's going to occur, whether it's a month from that, from then, two months, a year. In this case, for the presidents of Point Pleasant, it was a year. So, like, if you and me were to go somewhere and we saw him, like, sitting in a tree or sitting on the side of the road, and he looked at us, he's probably going to tell us, hey, something's going to happen, you got to be careful. Yeah. Now, there were 
in the la- between the 90s and the early 2000s, there were actually people that supposedly cited the Mothman, and then after they cited him, a danger happened. Like, in Russia, in 1999, a couple witnessed a supposed Mothman-like creature sitting on top of a building, looking down at them, and then a month later, the Russian bomb attacks happened. And then, let's see, in 2001, supposedly Mothman was sighted in New York City before 9-11. And then 9-11 happened. And then the latest one was 2007. A woman supposedly sighted the Mothman in, I believe, was that Minneapolis? Yeah, I think it was Minneapolis, Minnesota. And after she sighted the Mothman, the I-35 West Bridge collapsed from underneath. And it killed, like, about, I think it said, like, 36 people and left hundreds injured. So that, that makes you think. My opinion, I think Mothman is definitely real. If he's coming to warn us about impending danger, we should take it seriously. I mean, what do you think? I mean, yeah, that sounds like a really good evidence for me, so I would definitely take as Mothman as, hey, something's going to go up, at least now I know in advance, kind of thing. I noticed, though, online, there's not many Mothman pictures or videos as there were Bigfoot videos. So, like I said, maybe the sightings are real. Maybe people were just... Maybe they were hallucinating, but if there's barely any footage online of the Mothman, then maybe he's more legit than anything, in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of agree. If there's less evidence, then yeah, there could be, he could be one of also the realest ones out there as well. Now let's talk about another urban legend. Now this one, Glenn doesn't really know about. I kind of know about this one. This one is known as the Thunderbird. So the Thunderbird is a creature that has been sighted since the 1950s in Midwestern United States. Supposedly, he is described as looking like a condor, but he's got like a 25-foot wingspan. So they ask, what is the Thunderbird? Or Birdzilla, as some people called it. Some people think that it's an extinct bird that lived millions of years ago, which is named Argentavis Magnificence. So... Dave, there has been some evidence captured of the Thunderbird, not as, like, um, video or footage, but there's supposed, like, bone fragments captured of the Thunderbird. Now, the best piece of things ever captured was a piece of a bone that somebody had taken of the Thunderbird. It's the, I don't know the name, the exact bone, but it's the upper arm bone. They said the upper arm bone is actually from, if I'm looking at my hand right now, it's from the tip of my finger, and it goes past my shoulder. That's how big it is. And the they took that same bone from a California condor, and they measured it, and it's about the length of my lower arm, from like my wrist to my elbow. And that's, that's kind of big. But the one that they captured of the Argentavis Magnificence, that's big. That is gi- ginormous. So supposedly the Thunderbird is a Greek, like a like some sort of like a god, like a serpent god kind of creature where if he flaps his wings, thunder starts. And then that supposedly drives people away from his territory. I don't have much to talk about here with the Thunderbird, but in my opinion, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to go undecided on the Thunderbird. I mean, you don't really know the Thunderbird as well as I do, so if you probably don't want an opinion you probably don't want an opinion on this now this next one 
lots of people have talked about this, and Glenn and I have even talked about this before, is the Hellhound. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the Hellhound. So what is the Hellhound? Well, supposedly the Hellhound is a creature that is the gatekeeper for hell. And that supposedly if you, when you go, if you die and you go to hell, he'll be waiting for you. So what does the hellhound look like? So the hellhound is described as being like a German shepherd-like dog with red eyes. And they say that if you see the hellhound three times in one night, you are to die an untimely death. Whether it's a car accident, whether you have a disease, a heart condition, whatever. Supposedly, that's what it is. Now the main area that... The Hellhound has been sighted in our cemeteries. I personally have never seen the Hellhound before. I've just seen pictures online or like I would see like read stories about it. I mean, if I'm going to go to a cemetery, why the hell would I want to see a damn dog running around? If I see a dog, I'm going to close my eyes because it's it's the Hellhound. Like, I mean, what do you think? Like, do you think that there is a phantom dog out there that could be if you stare at it three times, you die an untimely death. Like, do you think that? Do you think that's real, or do you think that's over exaggerated? I mean, well, that could be true. I don't really fully aware of it, but all I know that Grim Reaper showers are real. Spiritual beings are real. So maybe in this myth, it could be real. If I if I mm-hmm. do if I did see it in the cemetery, then I will expect. Oh, this is a dog that's no one's dog and it's just mm-hmm. there so yeah it's kind of you know random so okay we'll believe that yeah because why would you go to a if you're going to a cemetery to do like ghost hunting why would you want to see a dog like why would there be a dog in the cemetery yeah that wouldn't make sense <laughs> supposedly also the, the the hellhound is supposedly the the soul like like what's the phrase i want to use like he's the guardian of the soul's of the spirits inside of the cemetery, and if you invade their ter- the territory, he's going to scare you away. Mm-hmm. That that could be my theory. So my final thing on the Hellhound, maybe he's real. He could be real. I don't know. I mean, by the time that you've been looking at cemeteries, there weren't nothing there. So, But if we could stay longer, we're overstaying, then maybe a chance that could appear then. So, yeah, it's that. I think maybe with the Hellhound, he could be sighted at, like, older cemeteries. Like, yeah. like the ones up here, like, in New London, the St. Mary's and Cedar Grove. He wouldn't be there because those are somewhat newer cemeteries. Yeah. I'm talking, like, like there's Union Cemetery in Easton, Connecticut. And then you got probably even Arlington National Cemetery and uh, in Washington, D.C. Or even, like, you could even see, like, a cemetery near an old hospital. Yeah. Th- that's so, yeah, the probable yeah. cause for them to be over there. Yeah. But yeah, so my final vote is I think he's real. I don't want to personally see him because if I do see him, I'm going to run like hell the other way. Um, so speaking of that, let's talk about another urban legend. And this one, this is another one that's been the top list of cited sightings is UFOs and aliens. Now, that's been a topic of discussion and that's been a controversy for several decades, probably as far back as maybe even before medieval times. Are there aliens out there? Are there UFOs? Are there extraterrestrial beings? Or could there be aliens up in space? Mm-hmm. Like, that's been the question, like, ever since you see them in cartoons. You see, like, mm-hmm. the Earth and then up in outer space, you see spaceships. I don't think, I think, I think it, they're real. Like, because there's been too many sightings 
online of like like lights in the shape of triangles, lights in the shape of circles. They just hover, they just dangle, and then they just take off at, no pun intended, the speed of light. Like, what do you think? I mean, yes, we didn't explore, like, the galaxy, the space much, where right now we only explored the moons. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> if, we, right. if we continue exploring the whole thing, then there could be a chance. It's like where they're saying they, they, they sent astronauts, but they went to the black hole. So mm-hmm. people are saying that they probably died, but who knows that they're in a whole different area. Like, we still didn't fully, fully investigate what the whole space out there is. There's mm-hmm. like, so many stuff in there. Yeah, speaking of the aliens, let's talk about that... Uh the most controversial uh, subject out there about sightings of aliens is Area 51 in in Nevada. That has been the topic of that's been the topic of controversy for several years. Is Area 51? You can't even get on to the property. You can't even get in there. And if you pass the gate, the guards are going to come get you. Because if you go to the gate and if you look up on the hill, you will see SUVs per- parked. And there's probably guards up there with sniper rifles, and they're probably looking at you. And if you cross the gate, they're going to get you. What is so secretive about Area 51? Like, what what are they hiding over there that the public cannot see? Like, what what do you think? I mean, again, it's like that FBI and the federal, yes, men in black. Again, we're going with that discussion. They're really being secretive, so they don't want to expose what they have saw. Because if they expose it, then they think it's going to frighten all all of us on the thing but in my opinion still it's better to let us be aware of it instead mm-hmm. of not being aware of it because mm-hmm. how can all of us be prepared if that even if it really does happen so yeah that could it's really secretive so i really think they probably investigate aliens in there they're probably there's ufos in there they don't want no one to like legit see that that's why they have them guarding it right yeah, that just I mean, that's always piqued my interest since I was young. You know, like what is hiding in Area Fifty One that they don't want us to see? Like, what what do they have over there? Do they actually have aliens kept over there? Do they have extraterrestrial beings? Do they have UFOs? Actual UFOs parked over there? Nobody knows. No one knows. So, in my opinion, definitely aliens and UFOs. That's definitely real. You cannot. You cannot say you cannot just come out and say oh no they're not real that that's just fake no you can't you can't say that there's enough evidence out there captured that aliens do exist ufos are real yep it's just like saying how celebrities are having those bodyguards because they're high profile so Mm -hmm. so area 51 being that's high profile so that's something there's something that's extra high profile so there's something they're protecting that Mm -hmm. they don't want no one to know about Mm mm-hmm exactly now, this one that we're going to discuss is not really an urban legend per se. This is kind of a, I don't know how to describe this one, but this one is my personal favorite, is Ghosts and Spirits. Like I said, it's not really an urban legend. This is more of just a major topic of discussion. So, the big question is, after we die, where do we go? Do we go to heaven? Do we go to hell? Does our soul stay on earth? Where do we go? No one really has an answer for that. Nobody. And supposedly people out there claim that they're paranormal experts or that they're good at hunting ghosts. Bullshit. You are not an expert at the paranormal. Nobody is. I'm not an expert. You're not an expert. Ghost adventures, they're not experts. Ghost hunters, they're not experts. I don't care what anybody says. You're not an expert in ghost hunting. Like, I just don't care what you say. 
You're not an expert. You could be an expert at sports. You could be an expert at playing video games. You could be an expert at being a DJ. But you cannot be an expert at hunting ghosts. Because no one has definitive answers on if what these spirits are. Nobody does. Now, the best places to find spirits are hospitals, Mm -hmm. prisons, old houses, and cemeteries. Those are like the top places to go ghost hunting and to find, you know, spirits and whatnot. And honestly, like, I've personally have had some paranormal experiences Mm -hmm. myself since I was probably 15 years old, but it involved family members, you know, and past pets and whatnot. I haven't had, like, I mean, I actually, no, scratch that. I have had paranormal encounters at, like, hospitals and even... Actually, I never really had a paranormal experience when I went to Eastern State last year. But, uh, yeah, so that's the other big question is, are ghosts real? My opinion, you're damn right they're real. There has been enough evidence captured over the years, whether it was video proof, audio proof, whatever. Like, I think ghosts are real. I mean, yes. I think also, too, also when we played that Ouija board, that could have oh. been all fucked up. So how could we have been making that? Because there's multiple people have been doing that and consequences of happening with that game. Oh, so, don't get yeah. me started with the Ouija board, please. <laughs> Lesson learned out there, people. If you ever get a Ouija board, don't fuck with it. That is not something you want to mess with. The Ouija board is no joke. Supposedly, some people out there say that the game's not real. Oh, it's <laughs> it's real. Glenn and I have had many experiences with the Ouija board. Yeah, it's definitely real. Like I know that because back in the back in like the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, that's how people communicated with spirits was either Ouija boards or seances. Yeah. But <laughs> these days, I don't know. I don't fully trust the Ouija board. Yeah. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. But I think it's definitely think the Ouija board is real. Yep, it's up there. So depending on the spiritual thing, if you get if you're a medium and you get a evil spirit, then yeah, you're fucked. But it really depending. Yes, it's a way you can contact them, but it's another way you don't want to play with. <laughs> exactly. Now, a warning to anybody out there that does want to play with the Ouija board: if you come in contact with a spirit and he spells out Zozo, end the game immediately. Because if you if he spells out the full word before you end the game, oh, you're doomed. Because Zozo is supposedly a high-profile demon that is second in command to the devil. Yeah. That's supposedly what he is. I don't know if he's real or not. We almost had a Zozo yeah, encounter down, in, down here in the studio. And that was not fun. That was close. Luckily, was, before he could yeah. spell his full name, we ended the game and yep. the game stopped. Yep. So, and yeah. And if we didn't did that... Oh, that mm-hmm. something could have really badly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. But yeah, so over the years, there has been numerous pieces of evidence captured of, you know, ghosts, spirits, demons, entities, whatever you want to call them. But I think the best piece of paranormal footage ever captured, and this is my personal opinion, was in 2001. This uh, couple and their two children were visiting Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. It was just sun sundown, so they aimed their camera at this like one looks like a wall, but the wall dips down about 10 feet, and then there's a hill in the woods back there. There were supposed 
ghosts of past Civil War soldiers walking up that hill. And, like, they would, like, come into a form of a person, then they disappear, come in another form, then they disappear. They come into an orb form, then they disappear. That is definitely a number one paranormal hotspot is Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Like, because, like I said, that was, like, that was the Battle of Gettysburg during the Civil War. So, that's definitely a hotspot for paranormal. There is a, what's left over here in uh, Preston, Connecticut, there's a remnants of Norwich State Hospital, which sat on 900 acres of land and 30 buildings. Unfortunately, most of them are gone now because the town of the the Mohegan Sun bought the property, so they tore the buildings down. Um, that was definitely a hotbed for paranormal activity because, I mean, I never personally went in there years ago, but I know ghost hunters went in there and they had some pretty insane encounters in that hospital. And I advise you, do not do this at home, but me and Glenn and, Brandon, and our buddy Brandon... Uh, we went into Norwich State Hospital, what was left of one of the buildings, and we had a very interesting encounter that day. You felt like you were getting choked, and you were cold. Yeah. Brandon felt like he got pricked in the ankle by a needle. So, mm, yeah, let, I advise you, don't do what we did, because it is off-limits. It is private property. Unless you want to get your ass stopped by the police, no, 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 no. Unless you have special permission, don't do it. Yeah. Don't be stupid like us. Yeah. And then, of course, you have, let me think. I know there's other places. Also, there's old forts, like Fort Trumbull over here in New London. That's supposedly haunted because it's an old fort that was built even before the USA got started. That fort's been around since, oh, God, since like the 16th, 16th century, maybe? Yeah. Maybe even earlier than that? I don't know. But yeah, so my final assessment for that is, are ghosts real or not? Yes, they are definitely real. We've both had, had encounters with spirits. We've captured evidence on our either recorders, our meters, or even our cameras. They're definitely real. Your opinion, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's me doing with my going with the paranormal investigation and getting evidence yes they i do believe they are really real and that's again that's going back to our conversation that we had on our topic in previous podcast mm-hmm. our ghosts are real that check that one out that's, yes that did. is one of our previous episodes we talk about spirits yeah. and we definitely conclude that spirits are real and that they've you know captured uh, have been captured on camera over the years and i mean if you guys don't believe it yourself you could just go to walmart get yeah. yourself like a 20 dollars digital recorder Go somewhere haunted, you know, hit record, just ask questions. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. Yeah. If you got a K2 meter that's got, like, the blinking lights, get yourself one of those. You don't need, like, the really expensive equipment just to find ghosts. You can get, like I said, like a $20 recorder from Walmart. Get, like, a $30 EMF detector or K2 meter on Amazon or something, and you're good to go. Yeah. And have yourself a camera. You know, you get, get bring, like, a digital camera. You can bring your phone. You know, bring a big camera. Whatever, it don't matter. You just don't need all the fancy equipment and all that shit. Yeah. You just but, need something simple. But just like what you said, with all this stuff happening, is there like enough evidence for anything? Yes, spirits, there are enough evidence for paranormal activity. There's also a lot of evidence for Bigfoot. There's also enough evidence for UFOs. So, Mossman, yeah, you name it. There's, there's evidence for a lot of these things. There has been evidence captured, but just the question is, why can't people officially say that they're real? Why can't they? Yeah. Why can't they say they're real? Why can't they say Bigfoot's real? Why can't they say that 
UFOs are real, Mothman, spirits, mm-hmm. hell how, why can't they? I mean, it's like what you said, if if you don't believe it, then I don't believe it. So if, you, if I witness on my own, then I believe it. So it's only if you like witness on your own, then yes, you would have to say. I mean, with all know. these urban legends, there has mm-hmm. been enough video and audio evidence captured. Yeah, some of it may be fake. And like today, like today's technology, yeah, you can easily fake anything. Mm-hmm. But what about the stuff that was captured like 50, 60 years ago? You can't fake that. You no. can't fake anything from all those decades ago. Because no. that was before Photoshop and Video Shop was even <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah. That was just pointing your camera if you capture something. Oh, hey, yeah, I captured something. Yeah. Like, why can't anybody out there just officially say that this stuff's real? Why can't they? Because they don't want what? You don't want to be classified as crazy? You don't want to be classified as you're insane? Mm -hmm. In my opinion, you're not insane. Like, if you capture something, hey, I captured something. This is is something I can go with. You know, it's just... That just really pisses me off. Why can't people say that this shit's real? Why, in your opinion, why can't they do that? Well, because it's also like you believe too not everyone believes if the media is real now Mm, that is true that is true no one knows what's real and what's fake until Mm -hmm. they're the ones who got the evidence of it or just been to their sightings and a lot of stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah right i mean hopefully one day there's going to be a piece of footage of one of those urban legends and it's going to you know finally say hey this is real let's make this a real thing yeah supposedly I don't know. How many years is it going to take? It may take another year. It may take two years. It may take 10 years, 20 years. We don't know. Yeah. That's the problem is we don't know. But until then, we can just still classify these guys as urban legends. Yeah. Well, I think I think we pretty much kept covered all the urban legends. that like the most talked about ones. I don't know of any other urban legends out there that I could cover. But if you guys know any urban legends that I probably missed... You can like let me know in the comments of when I post this podcast to Spotify, Apple, and Amazon, and and Google. But until then, this wraps up another episode of the Wolfpack Podcast. Glenn the Valley, aka DJ Storm Thunder, once again, thank you for being on this episode with me. Thank you so much for me having in. That was really fun talking about this cool topic. Yes. All right, guys. I will. Uh, we're going to be heading out in a little bit to explore, and uh, yeah, I will see you guys in the next episode.